Today's episode is brought to you by no one because we're still a bunch of small town boys with absolutely zero following, uh, just talking about absolute random stuff. So uh, yeah, big shouts out to no one for uh, sponsoring us and sponsoring this podcast and uh, really love and appreciate the support. Although we actually went public yesterday and uh, (laughs) I was really impressed. We uh, We had 14 downloads in one day and you know what? Doesn't seem like that big of numbers, but uh, when you're first starting out, 14 in one day, that's not bad. And we did barely any promoting. Think about the growth. Yeah. Think about the growth potential. That's a hun- That's 1,400% growth in one day. Yeah. That's actually infinity, in- infinite growth. Well, you could call one listener because I was like the follower who had downloaded it oh, before. Okay, okay, but okay. yeah, you know, like that's, I could take that to investors and uh, I think investors would be very happy to hear that kind of growth. <laughs> After one day, fourteen. <laughs> I mean, they might they might think I'm a little pathetic coming after one day, but you know, it's definitely definitely a stat that is uh, positive. <laughs> that's for sure. The graph is looking good right now. Absolutely, that's projecting upwards. Absolutely. Um, you can speak for yourself on this small small town boys here. I'm from the big city, bro. Our big city ain't even ain't even big out here though. Eight hundred thousand people. Come that's on. nothing. That's nothing out here. But uh, continuing the conversation of uh, this city we come from, Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. That also happened to be minus forty at eight a.m. this morning. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> I know. I know. Winnipeggers get get a kind of a bad rep. You know, we we like to talk about a lot about how how good we can withstand the cold and how we have to fight through all this crap. But then, as soon as it comes around, everyone complains. And you know what? I'm okay with it. Rightfully so. I complain. We live. We live in an uninhabitable place for a good portion of the year. Yeah, it does. Uh, <laughs> it does kind of suck. But um, I guess you got to take the good with the bad. I think that we are really blessed with how beautiful a summer that we get here. Yeah, absolutely. It's two completely different faces, and um, that's really why people people live out here because it's the summers, right? It's all about the summers. I don't know. I think there might be. And I mean the price of living. The cost of living cost is of one living, of the lowest in North America. But I wonder, like, what is it really that that keeps people here in Winnipeg? It might be. It might just be that they've got life set up and everything. Going I think that's for them. probably a big portion. And I think it, I guess I guess you can date it all the way back to all the farmland that was in this area. There has to be some sort of center somewhere. And I mean, obviously, the lake, Lake Winnipeg, like fishing is a huge industry out there. Fishing and. I guess, and I guess Winnipeg makes, like, the location, geography-wise, it makes the most sense to set up some sort of settlement. Yeah, absolutely. You need to stop somewhere. Yeah. Why not? Why not be at the fork in the freaking river? Chicago of the north, am I right? Chicago of the north, absolutely. Uh, yeah, you know, I uh, could say we definitely, definitely some, definitely some reasons for beef with Chicago, but I love, I love the city of Chicago. Uh, both times I've been there, I've absolutely had a blast. I reasons for beef. Yeah, you know, like, I feel like, and stats could show as well, Winnipeg was really thriving and growing very fast, yeah. and then uh, America was just kind of like, bet, like, you guys are doing some city in the middle, we'll do it better. And they just kind of shot up Chicago, and then next thing you know, there is almost five times the amount of people in the Chicago metropolitan area than the entire province of Manitoba, never mind Winnipeg. Do you think that has anything to do with temperature? Even, even I think the, so, I think even so. Like couple hundred kilometers south it's like it's just a couple degrees cooler or warmer, warmer. and uh, that makes a big difference and also Chicago 
I, you know, actually no, I guess not. I was gonna say Chicago's less out in the open, but they they're pretty out in the open out there. Have you seen some of the crazy phenomenons that happen there with like with the, the lake being the beside lake? them? Yeah. yeah, and it's a it's a saltwater lake if I'm not mistaken. No, it's not. It's, it's a freshwater. freshwater. It's, it's a freshwater. One of the Great Lakes. Yeah, it is one of the Great Lakes. You're right, and uh, it's a huge lake though. That's there's reasons why there's crazy weather going on there. Which Holy. one is? It's not. It's I think not, it's Lake Michigan. Yeah, I it? think it's Michigan. Yeah, you're right. I could actually, I'm just going to walk over to the map in my room and take a look. No, it's definitely Lake Michigan. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think it's, those those phenomenons are pretty cool. It's like with all those, like, snow kind of building up. It has something to do with, like, the wind and the Just the way, the way it's set up yeah. in geography-wise. Just really totally like a fluke, but I think uh, I think that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. Ooh. Another weird geography place like that is, I'd, I'd say, like, Seattle, Vancouver. Being, being on the edge of the mountain there. Yeah. Very interesting how, like, like weather-wise, yeah. the clouds just kind of hit the ocean, suck up the water, and then instead of, like, going over the land where it usually should, it's like, shit, we just hit a mountain, and then it just dumps rain right back on the city immediately. <laughs> and it's, like, very funny that it ends up being that way, and the mountains are literally just like, nah, fuck you guys, like, you're getting rained on. Could you see yourself living in that type of climate? Because I honestly don't think I could. I think I would miss the sun a lot. Quite a bit. I actually, I had a friend who ended up going to University of British Columbia. Yeah. And uh, she originally lived out out with me out here in Manitoba and then moved to Edmonton in high school. And then uh, Edmonton's still pretty sunny. Pretty Edmonton's kind of like Winnipeg of Alberta, honestly. Yeah, yeah. You could make yeah, that comparison. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Lots of sun. And then I actually, I had a chat with her and I was like, like, oh, like BC must be gorgeous. Like there's so much. And she's, first thing she said right off the bat, she was like, honestly, like I miss the sun. You go, like, sometimes 10, 14 days without seeing sunlight. And, like, that does a lot, especially on mental health, I'd find. Oh, dude, you... Yeah, no idea. No... Yeah. Nope. It's, like... Even here in Manitoba, like, right now, we get maybe... Maybe six, seven hours of sunlight a day. Nah, we probably get eight. Like, uh, it, yeah, you're right. It's, it's up probably at, eight. It's up at about seven. And probably... It sets around four. So, eight or nine. Set 7.30, yeah. maybe. Setting maybe. at 4 p.m. is really tough with that way, though. 4.30. Yeah, it's... I agree. It's, it, it it's is hard, hard heading it's hard. home from school or work and having it feel like it's already 8 p.m. in yeah. the evening. You know? Yeah. I, uh, oftentimes in high school during the winter, it was like you get to school at, at 8.30 and the sun's just coming up. And then after school... By the you, time you're getting yeah, out, the sun's after, almost done. Well, yeah. After school, you've got basketball practice till 5 o'clock. Oh, By that time... Don't even get so me you, started. You get to school, there's no sunlight. You leave school, it's already dark. And it's like... Yeah, it's pretty much, it feels like your life is bedtime and then school. Yeah, and it's hard to, uh, and I'm sure you feel the same way with university, with all your studying going on. I think um, I think the sunlight is such an underrated thing. My mom buys these things called, like, happy lights or something like that. My mom has one at her office, actually, as And, well. dude, I gotta say, I use it Makes them. you feel good. It's weird that even just a light can make that, just, that difference. It yeah. just gives you a different... All of a sudden, it, it's instantly it's, actually, almost com- instantaneously. A complete snap. If from you light. if you look at the light, I find it. Yeah. You yeah. can just be like, oh, like that's, like a source of life almost. Yeah. <laughs> really, it is. Yeah, and yeah. it is. It promotes growth. Like, I should get one for my little buddies up here in the windowsill. I got a couple plants, and um, Dude, they're cheap at Costco. Oh, yeah. I, at least last year they were. My mom was saying that the, there was a different one that that came in, and they they're a little bit pricier, but. I think even dropping like thirty to forty dollars worth on, it on something is so worth it. it. Yeah, they were picking them up for like twenty bucks last year, so that's like that's a, a good price. Brand, you know? Good price. Yeah, but uh, my plants up here in the windowsill, 
They got great sunlight this whole summer. Yeah. And the one I bought was actually growing out of the windowsill, right up to the very top. Yeah. And now without the sun, it's shrunk. Like, it's actually shrunk, like, two or three inches already, and the winter's not even over. How often do you water them? Uh, I try to water them, like, every three, four days. They're pretty happy with that. They're pretty low-maintenance. Yeah, they look pretty low-maintenance. Which is what I love in a plant. Like, that's the only reason why I got them. Actually, the one on the right, I bought at a night market, and it was $4. And I was like, you know what? Might as well. Yeah. I know that when I move out, I'll be uh, definitely doing some... When we get at our apartment together, we could plant it up. Yeah, we're going to plant some... Definitely get some some, some plants in there. Um some of which may uh, have a stronger odor than others. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, just, I don't know. I, we still have to talk about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so when you were talking about uh, studying at U of M, what, what are some key things that you find really, uh, really help you with that? Um, going during the day during the sunlight yeah. makes a huge difference. And uh, making sure you set yourself up in the, in the right location, you know, like you got to be able to, Comfy seat, sunlight, and uh, what was the other thing you said at the gym this morning? I thought it was uh, like change of change of scenery. Change of scenery, yeah. I switch locations three to four times a day. Yeah. I'll start in one building, plug away for two, two and a half hours, and then I'm like, all right, you know what? Pack up, go somewhere else. Usually start a new subject when I go somewhere else. Yeah. And uh, it makes a huge difference, really, night and day. It's kind of like uh, each different place is kind of resetting and resetting your mind to like get in a whole different exactly clean slate clean slate i was actually talking earlier tonight too uh working out before i study makes a huge difference it's nice to kind of clear my mind before i what gets the juices flowing too. yeah absolutely yeah i think uh i think people when they study especially at the university i I notice the gym is absolutely empty right now and so for someone going to the gym that's awesome right yep but when you think about kind of the students and what they might want you would think that students more would, of them would, want more to them would go to the, to the gym during the university because it's almost for me it's like a no-brainer yep i remember last year that's when i started going to the, the gym right? yeah i was getting you jacked back then Holy well yeah you, you you got me going there and it was like it was the change that i needed the, the thing that i think without i think with even now like you're still looking good from hitting the gym back then like seriously. well i mean i hit the gym now so. yeah no, but like the base you've built yeah, for yourself, yeah. like that's yeah. that's so solid. And it, uh, that's that's something I, I really, I really kind of cherish. It's not something I take for granted because Absolutely I think it, I think people don't really realize what that does for your mental health. I know whenever I'm in and a physical rest, health. yeah, whenever yeah, well, I think I think it's hand <laughs> in, in hand. I think it's hand in hand. Yeah. Though as soon as um, I know whenever I'm in a bit of a rut. I always go for either a walk or run or something. You know, just get the... Get outside, get that, moving. Yeah, that fresh air is just so... So healing. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Two hours a day, actually, I think they recommend. Something like that. Yeah. You're saying that you uh, you were hitting the pool table zone a study break. How was that? Yeah, I went and... Uh, shouts out to Adam. He was uh, almost going to come be a special guest on our show tonight, but he's got a big... Big biology exam on Thursday, so guys got to study. But uh, yeah, we took a study break and went to the the billiards the billiards room in the university, yeah. and uh, it was like two bucks for a half hour. So we were like, yeah, sure, like this will be a nice break. And guy absolutely smoked me. Like I I didn't even stand a chance here, but um, it was fun. It was you fun. Just pro, like he's a honestly. I was shocked. I was like, oh Adam, like I'm gonna kick your ass. This is gonna be so fun. Like just talking shit. And he absolutely wiped the floor with me two games in a row. Did he ever? Does he practice? Or like I, he says he plays with his buddies every here every here and there. So uh, that would probably explain it. I mean, I've got a pool table at 
on my house, it goes pretty pretty unused. And that, yeah, you got to utilize that. Yeah, it's honestly, I think so. There's a couple of reasons why I don't use it. The first is because uh, I'm lazy. Uh, <laughs> the the uh, second is public enemy number one. Yeah, absolutely. The second is the the space that the pool table's in is not. It's a little big dark, enough. eh? Well, not dark, but it's also not big enough for a yeah, pool true. table. Yeah, true. The cues like, hit the wall sometimes. Yeah, the, the cues can hit the walls, and that that can mess you up when you're in the zone. Not that I've ever been in the zone <laughs> in billiards, um, but I actually love. Pool. I love Me too. Pool. I love it's, watching it. I love I love playing it as a pastime. Yeah, I know. Uh, it, like if if you get good at it, it's something that you can make so much money. on. You can <laughs> finesse some people, dude. The, the, those cause those sharks that the, the pool sharks at those at, the, at lots of casinos <laughs> clubs. Those guys rack Indo. I've got a story to tell you actually about pool sharks. If yeah. you're uh, wanting yeah, to hear, yeah, absolutely. Him so uh, Winnipeg Jets whiteout party last year or two years ago. I was still in a man in high school actually. And boy. my my parents, a boy in high school, <laughs> Not a, man. a young man, a young man, a and man. <laughs> uh, my dad pulled the biggest power play of probably my high school career. I was talking to my parents the night before, and I was like, "Yeah, like I really want to go into the city because I was out in Gimli, like that's an hour away from Winnipeg. You know, yeah, it'd yeah. be a big trip." I was like, "Yeah, like I really want to go to the city and like go to this whiteout party." And my parents are like, "Oh, like it's a week night, it's a school night. Like, what are you gonna do? Like, that's gonna be crazy." And then uh, they kind of were like, oh, humming and hawing. And then uh, I used to wake up early in the mornings and do uh, cardio on my exercise bike. And so I was down there like 6.30. It was pretty early. But my dad's up at 5 a.m. every day. Yeah. So he's like upstairs in the living room. And then he just trots down the stairs with uh, something in his hand. And I was kind of pulled my headphone out. I was like, what are you doing? Like, what's going on? He's like, well, if you want to go to this fucking party, you're not driving home in the middle of the night. You might as well use my credit card and get a hotel room for the night and stay there. And I absolutely shit my shorts. I was just like, <laughs> oh, my God, are you kidding? So, uh, obviously, text the boys. I was like, you guys will never believe what my dad just did. I was like, credit card, hotel room. We're going to the freaking whiteout party. And uh, we went on our own as a couple of grade 12 boys. Yeah. And uh, went to the party, and then they actually, the Jets lost that game. It sucked, but we were like, whatever, like, we're still turning this into a good trip. So we went to the bar at the hotel afterwards, and uh, so my buddies, we were getting a drink, and my buddy's like, oh, I'm going to go kick around the pool table to see if there's anybody there. And sure as shit, there's this old guy just prowling the pool table. (laughs) And he goes up to him, and he's like, oh, like, uh," he goes up to my friend, and he's like, oh, like, have you played pool before? Would you want to get a game in? And so he's like, yeah, like, fuck, sure, why not? Might as well do this. And uh, they play the first game, and uh, this old guy, like, he's clearly faking that he's faking that he's not that good right yeah, now. Yeah, and yeah. so my friend, like, kicked his ass the first game. And my friend my friend Blaine's like, he's pretty good at pool. I got to give it to the guy. So pretty then the good, old... Pretty good for a regular person. Pretty good for a regular person. Like, he would definitely... He'd probably beat Adam, actually, and Adam beat me all right, all right. in comparison. But uh, <laughs> so the second game, this old guy's like, oh, well, you know... We might as well put some money on this. <laughs> and uh, my friend was like, oh, like I, I don't remember if he ended up putting money on it. I don't think so. Yeah. But um, regardless, they go into the second game, and the old guy was like kind of fired up at this point. So he was uh, really starting to play. And then Blaine was playing too. And then by the end, I guess the old guy was still trying to convince him to like put money down. So he kept fucking up the last shot on the eight ball and missed like, probably five times in a row and then Blaine was done his balls too and he's like you know what 
fuck you. I'm not winning this game. Like, I'm not giving you the satisfaction. So they went back and forth for half an hour, missing the eight ball in the pocket just to not win the game. It was the stupidest thing I've ever watched in my life, honestly. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, I kind of, it's a different game than pool, but have you ever heard of snooker? I have heard of snooker. I've never played it, and I don't really know the rules. But snooker is a interesting game. It, it's a, it has a lot to do with um, um, kind of timing, and like it's it's even more about placement of the cue ball. Interesting. But the whole thing is about okay, where do I want this to? Where do I want the ball to be three moves from now, so that I can? It's almost like chess involved. It really is. Yeah, it's one hundred percent strategic, and it's it's crazy. There's there's a guy named uh, Ronnie O'Sullivan. And the dude's like a... He, he's a snooker legend. He's like this uh, British guy. I don't know, maybe he's British. Snooker legend. British or something. I don't know, he's from that area. And uh, the dude, like, is huge in the UK. Yeah. He's like this guy, and he's kind of like a... His nose is maybe a little bit <clears throat> higher than other people's, you know? He's got, yeah, he's he's got that his attitude His shit doesn't stink, because he's good. Yeah, no, but the guy... <laughs> no, but he, like, really Walks is, his talk. Yeah, the best. Like, he's like... When people think of the top guys, he's the number one guy. And um, I've been watching. I, I actually it was about three months ago where I got I binged these snooker highlights. You were just on them, and it's crazy. These videos are half an hour long on YouTube, and you just consumed this stuff. Well, it's like <laughs> and like four moves are played. Wow. They're yeah. They're, it's like it's crazy the, the way that the the amount of time and effort these guys put into every single shot to make sure that it's perfect. perfect. Literally, it's so is so. It's like it's really an art form. So the way. So it's like you have a you have a cue ball. There's and there's five different colored balls, and I think there's twelve red balls, eleven, ten or ten or twelve red balls, something. And like, you can't hit the red ones. No. So the way it works and the cue ball. So the way it works is you have to get a red ball in, and once you get a red ball in, you can go for one of the colored balls. Oh, it's like a back and yeah. forth almost. And so the, each colored ball has a different different point value and the highest point value is the black it gives you eight points if you sink it oh okay. each each red i think it's eight points each red ball you sink is one point and then every black is eight or something like seven or eight and uh the there there's it it only happens a handful of times but there, there it happens every once in a while when you hit the red ball you hit the black ball red ball black ball red ball black ball and you get a perfect game so once you clear out all the red balls, you have to go in order of the colored balls. You have to go from the lowest color to the highest, which is the black. So this guy has nailed it down to an absolute science. Science, where he's like, he knows exactly what to do, and it's incredible watching him play. Um, I think the highest score possible is like 147. I watched one, and it was crazy because I had just been getting into it, and I never like studied the rules. But once just you watch, yeah, yeah, once you, get, you watch, you, you learn, and like. I watched some of like the craziest plays and like why they're so crazy and the announcers always always talk about it. The announce the announcing is actually the coolest part of snooker. Oh yeah. Because so there's live announcers and you have your snooker table in the middle. A snooker table's bigger than a pool table, so it's big. And then around you have people sitting around and each person has a little earpiece. And so they're listening to live commentary while these guys are playing. Oh wow. But it's like you know how golf you swing, everyone's quiet. Mm -hmm. It's like that times ten. The respect and like the level of like sportsmanship really and cur courtesy in snooker is like so so high, which is which is also kind of cool. Like it's it's it 
It makes it like a... I mean, it kind of feels like a rich white person sport. And hey, it probably is. Yeah. But, um... There's, it, not, there's not always just bad in rich well, white people's sports. No, no, and it's actually starting to blow up in Asia. Oh, it's, yeah? Uh, yeah, it's, it's really getting big out there. And uh, I think... Yeah, check out snooker. It's it's awesome. It's a it's a pretty fun game to uh, to get into. It's definitely difficult, but that that to me would be something that I'd love to, something to get cool. into. Yeah, absolutely. Staying yeah. on the sports topic, um, I want to jump to MLB. Uh, talking about that, I mean, yeah, uh, you told me you didn't really hear about the Garrett Cole sweepstakes, but yeah, no, no, um, yeah give me. I know he's a pretty uh, going absolutely crazy. So he's a, a free high, agent right now. He's a high level. Is, is he an all star? Like he's all star quality pitcher. Absolutely. Did he ever get Cy Young? Garrett Cole? I don't know if he got a Cy Young. Maybe I, he was in the. I could, I could, I could search that up and see. Actually, might have been in the running or something because he's definitely an elite but, level, um, or at one point was an elite level pitcher. Yeah, absolutely. He's played for Houston. Wow. Yeah, he played for Houston, so he's got a pretty, pretty good beard. And uh, uh, before I even jump into the beard, so there's about eight teams that are pretty, pretty active pursuing. And uh, just the other day, they actually thought he was gonna sign with the Braves like for sure and then they pulled back and there something like fell through or whatever is and there something uh, with the Blue Jays I heard maybe talk no, to the Blue Jays no. no the Blue Jays the Blue Jays are actually looking at signing Encarnacion Smoke and J J A Hap again I saw I saw they're trying to pull those three the old squad I don't know why they I saw Encarnacion and I was like dude's 38 years old dude's 38 you know he's putting 39. up decent like I can I'd love to see him retire there like the Jays, the Jays aren't going anywhere anytime fast. Realistically, they got a, they got a lot of good young guys. But last year they had a good young squad. They got a good young squad, but I'm giving them a timeline of five years till they make the playoffs again. Yeah, I'd okay, say about fair. five. I'd say, I'd say, two or three. I'd yeah, and even with that though, I think that'd be an awesome place for Encarnacion to go and ride out his career on a high note. You know, yeah. like he could hit the I think it's a 500 home run club in the, with the Blue Jays organization, and like that'd be pretty prestigious to hit. Absolutely, yeah. And uh, so, yeah, Garrett Cole. And uh, the biggest thing, and I didn't even realize this was a thing, is uh, they were talking if the Yankees signed Garrett Cole, he'd have to shave his beard because the New York Yankees have a policy where you are not allowed to have any hair below the collar line. What? And, yeah, so this policy was started in, I'll read it here, 1973 by George Steinbrenner. Reportedly after seeing several players' hair covering their numbers during the performance of Star Spangled Banner. And, uh... So, yeah, and then um, New York Yankees players themselves skirted around the policy in 2015 by adopting the practice of growing mustaches in line with the wording of the policy. And Joe Girardi said he's going to join the players if they won 10 in a row. And this was despite Girardi saying he would continue Steinbrenner's policy after Steinbrenner passed away. Um, huh. So that's pretty cool. Like, it's a little way to work around it. But very interesting that a sports organization um, kind of dictates the way a player has to look. Yeah, actually, that that, that that raises a, a couple of questions, you know, like, yeah. is that ethical? Yeah, and uh, actually, like, here it says, some players, such as David Price, have openly stated they would never join the Yankees as long as the policy was in place. Like, some of the players really don't like it. That seems, that, to me, that seems a little over the top to say. Yeah, I, I agree. I never go play for this baseball team because I can't grow a beard. I understand that a beard is a kind of, a, maybe almost like a fashion statement, if yeah. you will. Like, a, obviously, it's an appearance it changes your, your appearance, but how could that be such a deal that you would say, no, deal breaker. never, never, ever playing for these guys? Although, personally, I'm sorry, this is going to be a hot, 
not not a hot take, but uh, I absolutely hate the Yankees. Like being a Blue Jays fan, you know, we've always had bad blood. No, there's absolutely no like I le- least favorite team in the MLB for no sure. No love for the Yankees on my part. <laughs> However, but like still talking about this from a neutral perspective, yeah, I totally gotta, agree. I think you got to respect the tradition. In my opinion, yeah, I, you gotta respect, I agree. You got to respect. Yeah, it's the it's almost like something that it's like, oh, like the Yankees don't let you grow a beard. Like that's just the way it is. You it's know, kind of like yeah, it's almost like you're part of this exclusive club. Yeah, you don't. I, I hate to say it as I mean, in you're, like you're definitely a part of an exclusive club oh, if you're, if you're playing Yankees. for the Yankees. But also like Garrett Cole, I think they're talking. I think his uh, total one of the total offers is the Yankees offered him two hundred and forty eight million dollars. I would do almost <laughs> anything on planet Earth for two hundred forty eight million dollars. I would, I would go bald for the rest of my life. I would not have a single follicle of hair on my goddamn body for two hundred fifty million dollars. <laughs> yeah. Like, quote me on that. If anybody wants to give me, if anybody wants to give me ten thousand dollars, I go bald for the rest of my life. Ten thousand. Ten thousand, I do it for the rest of your life. Ten thousand. Yeah. Ten thousand bucks. Okay. Quote me I on mean, that. I mean, <laughs> quote me on it. Seriously. I mean, next time I've got ten thousand k kicking around. That'd be a great, a great prank. <laughs> Any but, listeners uh, out there with lots of money, if you if you uh, Venmo me ten thousand dollars, I'm gonna, uh, <laughs> I'll post a live video of me shaving my entire head and every single hair follicle on my body. <laughs> we can get a Kickstarter going. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get a Kickstarter campaign and uh, fire it up. Hashtag shave, shave Owen. Yeah, you had the Movember, and that was you raised some money for that, but now you want to raise money <laughs> to get rid of it all. <laughs> Except for this money's going to me. Yeah, that's awesome. I actually, uh, speaking of getting money, I got a check in the mail today. From where? U of M, University. Crisp seventy five bones. Whoa! Did you <laughs> did you overpay your tuition or what? No, it was. Uh, I won actually. I got I got chosen for a scholarship in the, for a like a business a German business award. I guess. Wow. I, I might have been the only person who took German courses could qualify and, and Asper, but uh, it was nice apparently money, for like ex, ex, outstanding performance in some certain. It was a Ger- the German translating course. Wow. I took. Well, you killed German. Like you seriously, absolutely killed the game with every course you took in German. Well, I mean, it's you're a pretty big German guy. Yeah, I, I love it. I love. I love talking it. talking German to our listeners for us right now. <laughs> give them, give what do you want to say? What I don't you? know. Talk about talk about the podcast. In podcast, um, yeah, ich könnte, ich ja, ich könnte über irgendwas sagen. Es jetzt jetzt gerade ist im Podcast ist sehr neu und ich hoffe es wird viel besser geworden. Aber ich weiß nicht. Wir haben nur 14 Folgen, aber ich denke in zwei Monaten wir werden viel viel größer geworden und Es wäre sehr schön. Ich denke, es wäre sehr schön. Yeah, true um, that. Yeah, <laughs> that that was just me saying that. I think in a couple months, I think um, this podcast might be somewhere. Eh? Podcast might be somewhere. I, I'm really liking the. I'm really liking that. I have fun. I have fun sitting down. And talking I have fun sitting down too. I feel like this is a really good episode. I I hope there's a lot of listeners that end up tuning into this one. I think there's been a lot of good conversation bouncing around. We're already at 25 minutes, but I I don't really want to stop it yet. No, I feel like we've got. So much more. We've got a list here, actually. Yeah, Shouts out to uh, Emily. Hope you're listening to this one. You gave us this nice suggestion of writing down a little list because uh, <laughs> our stupid asses lull quite a bit when we were talking before. And uh, <laughs> obviously that's not good. Um, yeah, feel free to leave some comments down below what you'd like to see, what uh, what you'd like to see yeah. better. And uh, I think we as, as newcomers to this, we definitely need that. We need some that insight, yeah. advice, absolutely. And, uh, is the best way to grow. Shouts out to listeners here too. Uh, we were just talking before we started this podcast. We would love to do. Obviously, it's pretty early, but like Q and A's, 
Like, comment any question at all. Like, yeah. you could seriously ask anything, and, like, if we see that comment or email or anything, we'll talk about it. Like, yeah, we're so down. Yeah, I think uh, not that... Not that not that my opinion is is that great. Like I mean, or matters like, to or matter. people, no, but like it really doesn't. We, we want to give them. We want to give it. Yeah, I'm, I will happily <laughs> hand out my opinion for free on anything. Uh, <laughs> on almost anything. Almost anything. Almost anything. I think some subjects might uh, get a little touchy, and uh, you know. And we, we'll make sure we educate ourselves on whatever to- that topic is before. Yeah, we're not I'm, gonna we're not gonna be a couple ass clowns like walking in with a bunch of opinions on yeah, shit we don't even know. Yeah, we'll yeah. look into it. We will. Yeah, I think we'll we'll give it our best our best effort to give a give a well thought out. Yeah, answer. talk about every single side and yeah. make sure it's uh, we thoroughly scrounge every single possible outcome and or perspective on any topic whatsoever. I definitely believe that the key for that is um, is kind of is is being neutral, neutral, being neutral and being well versed on certain subjects, and so that that's obviously hard when. It might be a topic that, whatever, I, I don't know too much about, but I'm definitely willing to learn. Yeah, me as well. Yeah. Um, Christmas season. It's only December 10th, but I mean, uh, when do you think is the appropriate time to start running Christmas music? I'd say December. December? Just December start 1st, December? December 1st. Maybe, like, yeah, I'd say December. Yeah. I'd also, though, like, if, if it's late November and somebody ends up throwing on Christmas songs, I'm not going to tell them to shut it off. No. I'm not going to be that guy. No. I know some people are. But you know what? I'm not a big stickler on it. I'm not a big... I'm going to say it. I'm not a big Christmas fan to be... Like, in general. So, it's it's kind of... Uh, it kind of goes over my head if they play Christmas music. I like Christmas music. I think that's one of the best parts about Christmas, actually, is the music. Interesting. And that's that might be a hot take, because it, it's, like, kind of the same songs over and over again, just different. Like, you know, yeah. like different different person, yeah. different take. But, uh... Favorite Christmas album? Favorite Christmas album. Uh, I hate to be mainstream, but honestly, Michael Bublé produced a high-quality Christmas album that gets run every year consistently. Well, like, that the, guy's making good dude, money. There's a reason. There's a reason. Yeah, it's a there's a reason soft, why people listen to it. It's him. a soft. It's a pretty solid album. I mean, like he gets the job done. When you want, when you think about Christmas music, one of the first things you think of Michael Michael Bublé. Probably next up on that for me is Mariah Carey. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a hot take. Mariah Carey had one good song. Well, no, exactly. But that song is huge. That song's massive every Christmas. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, I can't argue with that. <laughs> I can't argue with it's, that. It's, it's like the face. It's of, it. It's, it's the, the one. Yeah, it's <laughs> the face of Christmas. Only. And I it's mean, also one of the songs. Like when it starts, you know. Like it's like. And then it's yeah, literally. Literally, it's there. But, you know uh, it. No, it's sick. I th- I think uh, you gotta commend her for for pumping out an absolute classic tune. That song's gonna be playing for the next hundred years. Yeah, like if everybody. Everybody knows. About everybody knows that I want for Christmas is you, and uh, that's chill. I I listened to the Casey Musgraves Christmas special. She has a Christmas special. I love Casey. Yeah, Casey, if you would, ever listen to our podcast. Feel free to like hit us up, <laughs> hit, hit hit us or me up too. Like it's like totally up to you. But no, like, specifically Owen. Yes, more more specifically me. Yeah. Shouts I'm, out to Casey. Like I saw you <laughs> saw you at Winnipeg Folk Fest this year and um, killed it. I was I was starstruck honestly. Just I, uh, one one thing on Casey. She, I think she might be the only perfect human alive. Oh, and I say you that can say that again. I, my say, God. I say that. Purely from a physical appearance standpoint, however, <laughs> she also seems like a nice person. She seems, I, again, I don't and her know. Her songs, like the songs that she actually has, like yeah, 
They hit they hit some deep points, especially out here in rural Manitoba. Yeah, yeah. And it's uh, very cap- relatable and captures a lot she of captures the essence images of and identities that uh, life that I've experienced in my life. Yeah. And it's very interesting hearing some of the lyrics and being able to directly relate that to almost people I know, which is kind Absolutely. of insane. Absolutely. You know the you know the her song same trailer uh, same trailer the, different park. Yeah, or it maybe be. Same no yeah same trailer different oh part. no that's the album isn't it I don't know maybe a song there's Regardless, one and there's like the one we get song. bored so we get married yeah I uh, I feel like that's very relevant to my our age our age and generation at the moment I've had a I know a couple people who are just kind of like whoa you're getting married <laughs> you're like nineteen <laughs> I mean no disrespect I have no idea I don't understand at all what that relationship might be but you know personally for me. <laughs> There's no way on ever. No way ever. I could be with I could be with Casey and I wouldn't marry Casey if I was 19. Uh <laughs> Well, I mean, you can, you can maybe talk me close to it, but I don't know if I could do it. Oh no, one date and I'm on my knees. I'm on one knee for sure. <laughs> no doubt. Proposed to her before the dinner even starts, honestly. Yeah, no, she comes she I, I pull up to the house maybe in a, a nice Honda Accord, a nice Honda Civic. <laughs> I'm I'm out there at her doorstep. Roses, she has, we, we haven't even talked in person yet. I'm, uh, I'm already trying to get engaged. No, that reminds me of something really funny because uh, uh, <laughs> I have a good friend of mine. He, uh, he goes to a school, a pretty small university, and it's a Mennonite university. And uh, he, he lived in dorm for a couple of years, and he was telling me the funniest. Josh. Yeah, he was telling me the funniest story ever. So shout out to Josh. We yeah, love you. absolutely shout out to Josh. Um, so in the dorms. At a pretty small university, you get to know everyone, right? Yeah, and that's almost the, dangerous. Well, not not dangerous, but like you get to know people, you get to know their lives. And so he was telling me about this one guy that that was at the dorm, and um, he's like, "Yeah, dude, some guy's getting married at the dorm." I'm like, "What? Like, really? Is what? He like some fourth year kid?" He's like, "No, nah, he's a freshman." <laughs> he's get out. Yeah, this eighteen or nineteen year old couples couple. They're getting they're getting married. It's set for like a year or two down the road, but still. Promise ring, probably. Pro- engagement ring, even. Wow. So two, two, two things wow. that I really love. I absolutely love about the story. The first is when buying the engagement ring, the guy walks into the jewelers at the mall. Not even a regular jeweler. Dude, at Just the like mall. Peoples or whatever. Walks in, <laughs> and the first thing he says is, so what's your cheapest engagement ring? <laughs> and you know what? you got to respect the guy for being honest. No, you got Okay, so... <laughs> I respect that grind. I don't know. I don't know if you got to respect that. Well, if you can't afford a nice engagement ring, that might be a sign that you're not ready well, to get engaged. Talking about that, I uh, I don't necessarily have a hot take, but I think it's a little, a little, in. I don't know the word to describe it, but I definitely think it's a point to be mentioned and realized that like society, society loves diamonds. And yeah, like yeah. society like idolizes diamonds and they're so expensive and it's just this shiny thing you throw on your finger. Yeah, absolutely. And like I don't want to throw throw shade at the significance of that at all, but like yeah. why why are some people out here dropping fifteen, sixteen thousand dollars on something that you just have on your finger for the rest of your life, you know? Yeah, like, so you could invest that in a house. I get I get that standpoint absolutely because yeah, like how much money do you really like how why why is that worth it? It's a symbolic thing, right? Yeah. But I also think that walking into the jeweler saying, Oh, yes, your I'd... cheapest ring says something like, 
there's, I might there, not be ready to I do might this not be ready. Yeah, I totally um, agree. The second thing that I absolutely love about this story, and this is uh, this is more Josh's opinion on it, is <laughs> he's, so when you get again at the dorms, you get to know people, you get to know people's you get to know tendencies, well. habits, and so he's talking to me. He's like, I don't know, dude. I just don't think that guy is ready to get married. And I, I'm like, so what? And he's like, you know. I've been in the washroom with that guy. The guy doesn't wash his hands after he takes a shit. He's like... That's, funny. That's a factor. That's a real life factor. And he's like, I don't think you're ready to get married if you can't wash your hands after taking a shit. Like, Honestly, I'm going to say this right now. If anybody listening to this doesn't wash their hands after they take a shit, what the fuck are you doing? What the fuck kind of life do you live where What's you think, oh, I got fucking human fecal matter on my fingers underneath my fingernails? Let's go out in real life. That's why when I go to the gym, I make it my mission to wash my hands well after I finish every single workout. <laughs> really? I do. When I, I, I go fill up my that. protein shaker, oh, and yeah, before yeah, I yeah, even yeah, do that, yeah. I fucking hit the soap, get in the sink, because I'm like, I, I've actually <laughs> witnessed it. It was the grossest thing on planet Earth. I was there washing my hands, about to fill up my shaker, and <laughs> this freaking, this uh, Asian guy comes out of the stall, and he... And I'm like, I took up maybe a quarter of the counter. There's two other open sinks, another yeah, soap style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He stops, looks at me in the mirror for a quick second, looks at the sinks, and then proceeds to walk <laughs> out of the bathroom. He gave it a thought, and he said, fuck it. Like, oh, what are you doing, guy? 30 seconds, not worth my time. Probably know the guy was about to miss his bus. Come on. The guy was about to miss his bus. We all know That's it. That's even worse. That was going on public transport and wiping his shit all over these seats. There's no good combination here. Take the 10 minutes. There's another bus. There's got to be. Fair enough. Fair enough. That's a good point. But, uh, yeah, I just, I just love the idea of, like, <laughs> getting down on one knee with like shitty hat with shitty hands <laughs> a dirt cheap engagement ring and asking this girl playing it absolutely all on the line saying oh, hey, it, will you marry me and that girl says yes that's and, the question and she goes thing. and gets it on her finger and she's like oh what, what is this on the ring oh my god <laughs> it smells like shit he's like yeah I just get it from Washroom. They're chilling at McDonald's. You know he's on one. He's like, it's all gonna work. All the all the date night. At all the trash people in McDonald's see this and start clapping their hands. They're like, wow, engagement. <laughs> McDonald's gives him a free Big Mac. That's it. <laughs> no, no, that's that's how he that's how he engages. You know, he puts the Big Mac in the or the the ring in the Big Mac. You I know can see you're eating the burger, not like, even getting the ring. Like you know how the the box opens just like a ring box. <laughs> in the big town where me, babe. You're just like a Big Mac to me. Sweeter. I want, you, I want you more than I want this Big Mac. Will you be mine? I paid a whole $3 for this Big Mac. Speaking of, there's a sale right now. Big Mac's on for $3 all week if you have the app. Just letting you know. McDonald's app. McDonald's should sponsor us. <laughs> That'd be dangerous. That's a far reach. That's a far reach. <laughs> Maybe 20 years down the line. <laughs> I don't even think, Ben. Yeah, probably not. But, you know, whatever. Uh, tell me about Game of Thrones. Talk to me about that. Henry's been really diving into these books lately. Game of Thrones. Yeah. For for everyone to... Uh, for everyone that got on the Game of Thrones hype, I see why. I'm, uh, You're understanding I'm, now. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little bit late to the party. Um, but, hey, the party's still raging in my mind. You know, you, you, get, you dive into one of those books... And um, different world, different world. Although in the same time, it's something that's 
the characters in the book are so real and so well portrayed um, and written into the book that it feels like you're just kind of you're part of the you're you're in their you're world. Really there, I guess. And yeah, you're like a, you're an innocent bystander almost. You're like you, you, or a fly on the wall. A fly on the wall. Yeah, and you're just taking everything in that's happening. The coolest part about the book is um, each chapter follows a different character, and uh, it gives them it gives it gives you a different viewpoint on each person's yeah view on what's happening right now in the book and i guess their perspectives too right yeah absolutely yeah and so what what that does is you even get the perspective of the so-and-so bad guys yeah which is nice it gives you all sides of the table yeah because it actually what that does is it gives you empathy for the bad guys yeah which is which is but like even it, it makes you think are these really the bad guys um and what to me, uh, what I, what I've been thinking about that is, that's like, it's such a, it's such a, it draws so many comparisons with our current world, right? Like, what what defines people as bad? It's just where you see them, right? How you see it, where you are in that, and yeah, so it's an, it's an entire, it's entirely based off of perspectives. Yeah, and so what I like about this book is it gives you that opportunity to decide, okay, what do I, who do I want to root for, and what, like, what cause do I want to? What do you believe for? in? Yeah. Which is awesome, because like right now, where I'm at in the book, I mean, I'm on, I'm almost done the second book. I can't say that there's any spoilers. I don't know. I'm not a. Basically, what's happening right now is there's a. Fight. We'll give a spoiler alert. Before. Yeah, this is a slight spoiler alert. There's a fight for the throne right now. But if you haven't, if you haven't read or watched Game of Thrones, what are you doing? Like, dude, just, you haven't. I know, but <laughs> what are you doing? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just saying this to my our listeners. Um, I think. Uh, I think it's really cool to kind of be able to choose a side and see how people react. And the, so, so the coolest thing I love about it is because it's set in medieval times, obviously, right? Medieval times are, are it really, I really love the medieval times in a book setting. Yeah. I think it's really, it's a, it's, it's good to capture and it's almost easier to capture the entire scene because there's, I, I think there's less going on. Yeah, like yeah. not necessarily in a bad way, but yeah. just they're able to capture like an entire room yeah. and the feeling of an entire room as yeah. opposed to now. You know, there's there's a lot of stuff in like yeah. everyday society that like it's tough to really approach all that in a book. I think you could delve even deeper into that. But what I was going to go into was, I love I love the way that information is carried in the book. Yeah, it's it's all through like birds, you know, like ravens or doves or pigeons or whatever, and. Um, it's crazy to think that at one point that was actually that was it. a that was mode the of, like, of communication. which is like insane to me. It's either that or you have one guy run over to the next place and tell them and have run. one guy or on a horse or whatever. Isn't that insane how marathons were invented? Yeah, <laughs> just yeah, yeah, pretty cool. Um, but I love it because the the way that the information is spread just like in the game of telephone you know you go from one person to the other it changes there's interpretations different interpretations and so even the way that kind of extra level is played into the book it adds so much more of a uh like a suspense factor to it because it's like i don't even know what's real yeah the only time you know something is actually happening is when you're in that perspective of that person you're like okay this is what they're seeing at this time and then this you is what's have happening. to interpret that interpretation almost but then, but then you go to the next character and they're like this is how they saw that event take place and this is how they're going to respond yeah. to it and um sorry can i add into that exact yeah, thought yeah, yeah i think a lot of people today don't think that far they don't often think or realize that other people think and see things differently from them, and I think that creates a lot of arguments and miscommunication. I fall, I fall prey to, I fall habit to that quite often. I know, um, 
Uh, I've really tried. If Katie, if you're listening to this, shout out to Katie, <laughs> my <laughs> sister. But uh, we 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 oftentimes have differing opinions on certain subjects, and I find that oftentimes it's hard for me to see her different side of the perspective. Um, and that's something that I, I, I want to work on. And I think even just realizing that in re- while reading a book that, that like that's something you can do, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, George R.R. R. Martin, you really built a you really built a, a whole different world for me to live in. That's and, uh, really awesome. Thank you. Even though you are a pretty weird guy, I gotta say, pretty some weird of, guy. Some of, some of the scenes in this book, uh, there was one scene in particular made me want to throw up. I read it, and I've never like actually felt so much passion while reading. I mean, obviously, you read the books that are sad, and maybe you're crying at the end, but it's different than like I've never had like a repulsion. To, to read pure, something pure just disgust, pure disgust. Almost, eh? and uh, I love it I love that that's what uh, the author is able to 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 make me feel because like, yeah like that's a deep emotional connection that is a that's well written literature and um, yeah I think he uh, he really did a great job I I can't I can't speak anything on the on the TV show haven't watched a single episode heard a lot of negative comments over the ending of that TV show yeah I think uh, the ending was kind of butchered from what I've heard but that uh, remains to be seen I think I'll I'll watch the show probably once I'm done reading good call finish the entire series of books yeah because, yeah then you get a real then I can really assess uh, how I feel about it uh, and the book series is not even done yet. There's still yeah, it's there's still, still, still plans in production, for a book in the future, um, and that's actually, I think that he he's also set himself up. The first book there was never really like a specific climax. I bet I I guess if I went through it again and if I read it again, I might be able to pick one out. But there's a lot of events on I the first yeah on the first read through, you can't. It's hard to pick one specific event that really changes the whole book. Um, I think a lot of events change it, and um, again, I think that's another way to really immerse the the audience in the in the story. Because in in real life, there's never yeah, you might have some pre- like life changing moments, but it's hard to say that you can't pick a one. specific climax was yeah, the re- you and can't so do that. Oftentimes in books or movies, there is always a climax, but. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a little bit different in Game of Thrones. You uh, want to hear? Want to hear? Sorry, I'm kind of switching the topic on you here, but uh, just ahead. looking at my Apple Watch here. Yeah. Want to know how hard I slept last night? Yeah. My heart rate fell below 40 beats per minute from 2:15 a.m. to 5:05 a.m. Oh. Got a low heart notifi- rate notification from my Apple Watch, and wow. before all you listeners get concerned, I went to the doctor. I got an EKG. I'm just a healthy guy. I go to the gym like six days a week. I'm pretty athletic. Just because my heart rate hits 38 doesn't mean I'm going into a coma. Yes. Just want to just confirm that because I've had a couple individuals that are pretty concerned for my health and health in the last little while. Like your doctor? Not my doctor, but just <laughs> my mom was a little weirded out. She thought it was probably fine. Told a couple friends and they were like, that's kind of fucked up. Like, you should get that checked out. And I told them I did. So, proven, proven everyone the way it is. Yeah, I'm trying to lower my heart rate right now. You're probably not doing too bad. You could uh, you could take a read here if you want. We don't have to necessarily do that on the podcast, but uh, yeah, let's do, let's do that in just a sec. We probably want to wrap it up soon. Yeah, we're sitting at 47 minutes. Really long, uh, really long conversation today, but uh, a lot of good topics covered. Um, what was the wrap up here? What did we start with? 
dude. University know. studying. Oh, yeah, tips studying. for studying. Pool and billiards. Great game. Great game. Uh, Garrett Cole and the Yankees. That's going to be very interesting to uh, yeah, track and follow. Let's, uh, let's track that. We might have an update on the next. Uh, yeah, hopefully give you guys an update. Keep it uh, keep it relevant. That's for sure. Um, Winnipeg sucks right now. Weather's weather's garbage. You know, and it was like it was right around minus five, which is I guess in Fahrenheit for you American listeners. That's probably what minus ten. Minus five. Minus five is pretty close to the same in Celsius. No, no. no. Uh, minus five would be. Or sorry, probably, minus twenty is minus twenty. Minus five would probably be like twenty, or yeah, probably like twenty degrees, maybe eight, fifteen degrees. Yeah, because I think it's twenty-two Fahrenheit. I know minus zero, twenty zero is minus minus twenty is minus twenty, twenty-three. So it was about it was about twenty-three Fahrenheit, five degrees Celsius here for oh, thirty-two degrees is zero degrees Celsius. Oh, there you go. Yeah, so it was. It was it was pretty pretty mild for a long long portion of the fall winter, but not much snow, and then it just kind of froze over on us instantly, and then minus forty, bang. Uh, what else we talk? Oh yeah, Christmas. Uh, Michael Bublé, great guy. Mariah Carey, good song. Christmas uh, Christmas music, and uh, yeah, Game of Thrones. Look into it if you guys want to take a read. Seriously, yeah, that's uh, that's definitely my recommendation for the podcast. Go read Game of Thrones and watch some snooker. I think yeah, and watch some snooker. Two, two things that you could uh, waste a lot of time doing. Yeah, and uh, my recommendation for wasting time would be uh, studying for classes in university. Make sure you got a comfy seat. Make sure you got lots of sunlight. Make sure you got snacks. Snacks are a big key too. I had uh, three three Christmas oranges today in my Spanish study. I think healthy snacks is the key. Yeah, Maybe I had a granola bar. Granola bar. I had, I had a nice Cajun chicken sandwich for lunch. It was delicious. Sounds and, delicious. Uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. But uh, yeah, let's call it here and. Uh, Thanks for tuning in. Big shout out to our intro sponsor, Nobody. Uh, keep up that sponsorship. We're really, yeah, really we look, appreciating everything we're getting from you right definitely now. Definitely look forward to that sponsor next week. Yeah, a lot of big things coming. And yeah. uh, keep growing us. Share us around, guys. Like we're trying to get out here. We want to spread our irrelevant opinions to as many listeners as possible. So uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in to Oh Henry. I'm Owen. I'm Henry. And uh, sign our suckers. Peace.